Into the straight of the victory stakes. 400 left to run. Prince of Boom leads. Rothfire comes calling all of a sudden. Holyfield under pressure. Paul Laley to the outside. Private Eye, one two with the shillelagh. He starts to run on. A King of Sparta and right down the outside. A case for you. Prince of Boom, Rothfire. The Heathcote pair in a duel from Paul Laley. Private Eye needs to pick up. King of Sparta still running on. Rothfire reached a narrow lead. Grandstand finish here. Rothfire in front. One! Rothfire! Been either King of Sparta, Prince of Boom, or Paul Laley. Just behind them, Private Eye didn't accelerate well enough. A case for you close up. Then Holy Field followed by Dragon Leap and Baller last over the line. Yes, it was a busy finish. Didn't know where to look with about 100 metres to go. You could see Rothfire and Prince of Boom battling it out, but there was this charge down the outside. But in the end, uh, his bravery got him home, Rothfire. Stuck the neck out for Nash, Nash Rewilla, and got the money. Yeah, terrific call, David. I think you summed it up really well in the call. Grandstand finish, that's exactly what it was. And let's face it, that was a terrific race. I mean, we've had some very good winners of the victory stakes over the years, but in terms of the depth, I reckon that was one of the deeper victory stakes we've we've arguably seen. I mean, you know, Paul Haley and Private Eye, if you don't mind, finished out of the, the placing. So... Uh, look, there were some sort of scenes, weren't there, at Eagle Farm yesterday with the big Rothfire crew all celebrating. And given what this horse has been through on several occasions, uh, his fairy tale journey just keeps continuing, and it's simply remarkable. Well, as you said, there was a big ownership group in the enclosure after the race. There always is with Rothfire. And I've got to say, too, win, lose, or draw, they, they, they take it on the chin if they get beaten, but when they win, they celebrate hard. One man who wasn't there, because he was putting the finishing touches on star Tondes in Rocky, but the archer today was the trainer of Rothfire, Rob Heathcote. He joins us this morning. Rob, good morning. Good morning, David and Ben. How, uh, where did you watch the race yesterday? Uh, I'm here in Rocky, as you say, in the apartment. I had uh, Rob Chobo and his partner and one of my staff members. And, yeah, we were glued to the TV and we jumped and hollered and shouted. And, yeah, no, don't worry, we enjoyed it just as much. You really dominated the race, didn't you, Rob? I mean, not only with Rothfire, who, who won in terrific fashion, but Prince of Boom again ran out of his skin and, and you know, was only narrowly beating him, himself for third. It was a, a terrific race for you all round. Yeah, it was. In, in general, Ben, the, the whole team raced well yesterday. I thought there were some super runs from stable mates as well, but you know, Prince of Boom was equally brave on a track that perhaps doesn't suit him as well as what, what Doom and is, hence the reason why uh, he's going to be our stable representative in the Doom in 10,000. I think his run yesterday showed that he's he's certainly going to be competitive whilst uh, Rothfile will, will enjoy a, a little bit of downtime now. Let's talk about Nash Rewilla's ride. It's pretty easy, Rob, to say when a horse wins up as a great rider. It's, it's easy to say, but I really drilled down on this ride, watching the replay a few times last night and this morning. I reckon there are three aspects to his ride that make it a very good ride. One, he did control the speed outside of Prince of Boom because he he, ma- he made sure uh, by, by sitting on Rothfire and sitting outside of Prince of Boom, he controlled the tempo. The second point was when he decided to go full throttle, when to make his move and really put the acid on Prince of Boom. And thirdly, the strength of Rewilla in the drive to the line. I think if you put all those three together, you do come up with a very good ride. Superb ride, there's no doubt in that. And, you know, thanks to, to Mark Duplessis, Mark rode him in the Ascot and we replaced him with Nash Rewiller. And, you know, Mark was a true gentleman about it. He understands that, you know, Nash is arguably in the top three in the country. And racing at this level, you put the best on that you can get. 
and uh, Nash was only too happy to you know, ride the horse for us, and he duly delivered. And you know, should I say also, Jimmy Orman, you know, he done a super job on Prince of Boom. And you're right, the two of them on paper, it looked like they could control the race, travelling one two. And they, they did so. So, no, I'm very proud of both my boys yesterday. It obviously only gets uh, harder as we get deeper into the Winter Carnival, but that performance would have given you great hope. Rothfire can, can be right in um, some of these group ones. I'm assuming the Kings of Smith Cup, uh, where he's now the equal $6 favourite, would, would be his next point of call. Oh, 100%, Ben. <clears throat> he, he went close last year when Apache Chase and Paul Ely fought to finish out when we rode Rothfire back off the speed a bit. We've now you know, discovered that, you know, I can train him like a normal horse. Uh, he, he jump, run, he can sit back off them. He races best at Eagle Farm. So he can enjoy uh, he can enjoy a week out with, with Andrew and Maddie out at Washpool Lodge and he can do some treadmill work and, you know, some water walking exercise. He won't lose any fitness and that'll, that'll give me three weeks to get him ready for that 1,300 metre race, which I, I feel he's probably looking for now. He's more a 13... 1400 metre horse and also last year's winter carnival you know he was ever so brave in the strad break from the from the wide alley so the three million straddy that will once again be his goal this year well that was going to be my next question uh, do you contemplate but obviously you do contemplate i think he carried 54 and a half last year he's a little higher rated now and certainly after yesterday's win so a bit more weight this year but uh, he was he was very good at the strad break last year wasn't he oh super super run and that Probably for the first time since his traumatic injury uh, that we were able to train him properly, like a Group 1 performer that he is, because it's basically been, you know, walking on eggshells with him for the last couple of years. But, you know, let me give full credit to Melanie Sharp, who Mm. lives, eats and breathes this horse. She's got ice boots on him on a regular basis. We take him to the beach often to walk him through the surf, which is obviously good for his legs. And, you know, he's paid us back with his tenacity yesterday. Lovely other touch to the win. It was great to see Leah Kilner uh, on track. She's been there um, obviously a bit lately, but um, she's obviously had a fair bit of involvement um, or a lot of involvement with you, Rob, and and she seemed absolutely thrilled with the win. So given what she's been through in the last year, it was, uh, you know, emotional for for her, I'm sure, as well, to to, feel part of that win. I've been, it's emotional for all of us. And, you know, as we've already discussed, nothing is official yet because Leah is still going through, you know, quite a bit of rehabilitation from her, you know, disastrous fall at Grafton, you know, a year or so ago. And she's fought, you know, she's fought against the odds and, you know, she's going to become an integral part of our team, you know, as racing manager, assistant to myself and Melanie. And, you know, she's just, well, she's part of our family and, I just, I, I still look at the text her mum sent me, you know, a few weeks back and said, Rob, I don't know what you've done to Leah, but she's got a new zest for life. And, and we see it, her enthusiasm, you know, she's just great for racing and we love having a part of our family. There were great scenes there yesterday. We talked about the big throng of owners, but I want to mention Mel Sharp as well, because I think Bernie uh, interviewed her after Leah and uh, uh, I think the emotion just all came out and all came to a head and... I get that because um, people like Mel and, and people who work in yours, not just your stable, but all stables, um, they're, the, they're, they're the, the wind beneath the wings. They're the behind-the-scenes worker. But when they get involved with a horse, it means a lot to them. And throw in the fact, David, that this band of owners, you know, they're predominantly tradies and, and old Johnny Becker out at Ipswich, he's, he's well into his 80s and he can't move around a lot nowadays. It, 
it's a wonderful group of owners. They're, they're more friends than, than clients to me, but people have said to me even yesterday, oh, you're up in Rocky, you've got such a big team racing at home in Brisbane. And I said, I've got total faith in my staff to do a wonderful job, which, which they've done. And, you know, you can accept the rewards as they come along. It's, it's just great for racing. Speaking of Rocky, I've just got my computer screen opened while we've been talking in Star Tontes, uh, your Group 1 winner, the little pumpkin you call her, uh, just in the last 30 seconds with the tab, she's firm from $3.60 to $3.20 to win the Archer today. Someone's obviously had a bet there. Um, what do you think of her prospects today? Uh, obviously, she's uh, the class runner, I'd suggest, in this field. And how did the the blueprint sort of come about to take her to Rockhampton and, and race in this race? Well, the blueprint actually goes back 12 months when... Steve Morley, you know, from Glen Logan Park, good friend of mine, Steve first approached me and said he's got a slot holder in Rocky, Robbie Carr, that would love to team up with us and get a horse. Incidentally, it was Emerald Kingdom, who's, you know, one of our opponents today, no longer in my care, but in the care of Beasley. Um, you know, we had success last year when he won and, you know, we formed a good friendship and association with Rob and his wife, Leonie, and, and I said, I'll, I'll come back with with a horse next year and obviously the prize money's gone up to you know 750,000 so it's certainly a lucrative race and and well worth winning and you know I'm more than happy to be up here with with my good mate Rob Chobo and and Jack my staff member and the whole group of owners flew up last night and my wife she's on away from the well she's in the air now as I talk so she's going to join us today so hopefully the little pumpkin can can get the job done today. It's not going to be easy. It's a quality field. You know, some of the best trainers all over Australia, the best jockeys. It's a very fair track with a 600-metre run-in. So I've got uh, arguably our number one jockey here in Queensland at the moment, Jimmy Orman. He, he's so so patient and calm and cool under pressure. And we know we're going to be in the back half of the field. It's just a matter of hoping that the race is not tempo-biased. I, I hope they run it along at a genuine speed, which it looks to on paper, and, and Jimmy can unleash her inside the 300 and she'll go bang. What do you see, apart from your girls, the, the sort of big guns that you have to beat in the race? I mean, has the betting market sort of got it right? I'm just having a look at now. Emerald Kingdom, Surf Dancer, Mautai, all, all under double figures. Are, are they the ones? Or, or um, I suppose there's quality everywhere, but what do you sort of single out as, as the main threat to your winning chances? Oh, I think the main threat, Ben, is tempo. Yep. That, that's the key. I mean, we saw in the Ascot, you know, I think the electronic timers on um, Startantes, they showed she ran that last 600 in 32 meets. I mean, if she can do that today, they won't beat her. Simple as that. But it depends on the tempo of the race, uh, how they run it along, and, and Jimmy's timing. I, I think she's good enough, but you're right, class. There's, there's class right through the 12 runners in this race, so... You know, hopefully it's a, it's an incident-free race. It's clean racing, and every horse gets their chance. You're in the box seat to go back to back in the Archer. Good luck with Star Tondos and a good result yesterday. And thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks, lads. Pleasure.